Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, we have today with us uh, for Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News. Wayne, thanks very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, first, uh, you know, you're an, first, you're an executive with the Edmonton Oilers. And from an executive point of view, I'd like to talk to you or ask you a question about how your staff is doing, not uh, the on-ice persons at this time, but the off-ice people in, in your offices. How, how, from a company point of view, how... How are people doing? What is what has been the directive for those employees? Are they working from home? Are they working in? Could you just give us a couple of uh, uh, points on uh, the actual people that are working for the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> like everything else, pretty much everything is shut down at this point in time. And Canada is no different than the United States. Uh, safety is the biggest concern at this point in time. Um, and I think that the health and well-being not only of the people who are working but probably just as important or more importantly are the parents of those people or the grandparents of those people so there's a huge concern um i think like every other company or any other business that's in north america uh, the hockey world is at a standstill in the sense that we really don't know what the future holds at this point in time obviously um, as a nation and as north america uh, at some point in time we will overcome this but at this point in time the best advice i could give people is that we have to follow the path of what the medical experts uh, are telling us uh, and consequently at this point in time uh, we need to put everything on the back burner whether it's um, people who are cleaning the ice, uh, cleaning the arenas, uh, serving at the games or marketing the Edmonton Oilers or the National Hockey League teams, um, everything has to be put on hold right now. And, you know, it's a scenario of concern because nobody's ever been in this situation before. We've never seen anything like this before. Uh, Hopefully, people stay unselfish and understand that what we're being told is for the benefit of every individual and the benefit of North America, and eventually will be the benefit of professional sports, not just hockey. So we're all in a holding pattern. The Oilers are probably no different than any other franchise in sports or any other business. So now, take you know, taking your hat off as an executive and putting your helmet back on as a player uh -huh. and as a professional athlete. I mean, I, I think it's, I, I think you, you could say that any professional athlete is going through similar things. So, you know, thinking back to when you're a pro athlete and how the, the players, the on ice guys are dealing with this now um, as a player, how, how do you look at this? Um, what's, what's your priorities as a player uh, in time like this? Well, your family's number one. Um, that's what your main concern is right now is keeping your your family healthy, whether it's young kids or your your wife or your parents, grandparents. That's the biggest concern. And then secondly is your your mindset. Um, you know, like in two thousand uh, or nineteen ninety four when we had the lockout, um, it was different because the world didn't stop. This the game itself stopped. So you weren't restricted to move about, skate, train, get ready, 
uh, be with your teammates. Uh, ultimately, we knew that eventually uh, we were going to go back to playing hockey, and that obviously happened, uh, I think, I guess in early January. But at least we could mentally focus on, okay, this is this is probably going to end at a certain time. This case, um, you're sort of um, almost, you know, under house arrest in the sense that you can't go skate. Um, you can't work out with your teammates. Um, your mindset is, uh, you know, I got to do something because we don't know if this thing will last another three weeks, whether it's going to last two months. Um, whether we won't be playing hockey again until October. So mentally, it's a tougher challenge for the athletes of today. Um, but everybody to a person is, is obviously a little bit nervous and scared, uh, hoping that this doesn't get any worse than it is right now. Um, and so you got to think about your family, but you also got to have that sense of, gosh, I got to do something because, you know, six weeks from now, the this thing might be corralled and hopefully it is and and let's hope for the best and if that happens um we could be seeing hockey in late june july august um and as a professional player and i can't speak for anybody else but you know if the league said okay we're, we're cleared and all the medical people say it's it's a go that i i would hope that the players would sort of be thinking the way I would be that gosh I want to play hockey and let's get out there and try to cheer some people up and do something we love doing so hopefully hopefully this this can get corralled and uh, fans from all over North America can sit in their TVs or go to a game and be able to enjoy themselves and sort of breathe a sigh of relief that we've corralled this unfortunate uh, pandemic. Do the, do the players uh, that you're talking to out there right now with, uh, you know, with the cancellation of the uh, Gregorian Cup today with the KHL and the, the World Championships uh, from WHF and, uh, you know, CHL and so on. So all the cancellations, they all came out and paused. All the leagues came out and paused after the NHL paused, but now they're sort of one by one just canceling the rest of the season, canceling the Olympics right. or actually – do are, does that does that affect the player psyche at all? Um, do, the, do they sit there and go, oh, "Geez, we're next"? Is that do they focus on there, or they can, can they really sort of uh, compartmentalize this and just sort of keep all of this other noise out of their uh, out of their uh, uh, out of their vision at this time? Well, athletes are the same as anyone else. They're pretty worldly in the sense that when you see a suspension of the NBA or the NHL and major league baseball, that it's sort of a dominoes effect. And we saw that with the KHL being canceled, all the junior hockey across Canada being put on hold. Um, of course, the Olympic games being delayed a year. And I don't think anybody even questions it. I think that the players feel that's the right thing to do. I, I mean, I can't speak for every athlete, but I would hope that that's what they're saying, that this is for the safety of the world. It's more, far more important than any sport. But on the other side of it is 
sports is a sense of relief and entertainment for people. So when we do get through this, and, and we will, it'll be who knows how long, but eventually we will get through this. Sports puts uh, smiles on people's faces, and the good Lord knows we need some smiling faces right now because this has been a tough time for a lot of people, and it hasn't been fun. And people have lost their jobs. People have lost their businesses. Um Sports guys are, are not participating. And, you know, entertainment, it's a big part of uh, the psyche of our world to make people smile. And so hopefully this doesn't last a whole much, whole lot longer. I, I wouldn't mind seeing hockey in July and August. I think it would be very entertaining for people. And hopefully we get to that point where, you know, the medical people, as I said, say, okay, we, we can start going about our business as usual and let's get back to a, somewhat of a normal life. Um, life will never be the same. Uh, it's changed a lot and maybe a lot for the better in the sense of we're more conscious now of crowds and coughs and shaking hands and all that goes with that. Um, and And I think this has affected the entire world, not just one particular place. You know, you just brought up a great point, you know, uh, about, uh, you know, touching and, you know, we've learned a lot from this. And, you know, you're wearing an executive hat now, Wayne, uh, in that you're an executive uh, and part owner of an NHL franchise. So you're on the ownership side, but you're also a player. You'll always be a player in the eyes of most of us. Uh, And, you know, so looking at the Olympics going forward, I mean, the debate has been up until now, the debate has been. The players want to go. The league wants to the Olympics. The the league wants to only go if there's certain assurances. So there's some back and forth on that. But now that this is all come, this is all happened, and there's a new reality out there. Are the players sort of thinking like a little bit more about? Well, wait a minute. You know, traveling, which we love to do, and we love to grow the game. Every player I've ever met loves to grow the game, especially you right. and members mm-hmm. of your uh, team. Your, your Oilers team back in the day. Um, I played, I've been on the ice with Glenn Anderson and Yari Curry over in Europe, and uh, they are always growing the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they going to, are they going to hesitate now? They're going to say, well, geez, I, I want to go to China or I want to go to Europe or, or Italy or I want, but what are the, what are the risks now? Are they sort of more aware of the risks today than they ever were before? And does it jeopardize the desire to go to China in 2022? Well, I don't think there's any question that we're all way more aware of what's out there compared to five months ago. So from that point of view, it's not just athletes. It's the entire world is more aware of what's happening. But I think ultimately players love to play and players love to compete against the best in the world. But they'll... Also, they're very respectful, and they'll leave that in the hands of, A, the commissioner's office, and B, the players' association leadership, in a sense that if they can work out all the details and they can assure the players and their families that, okay, it's we're past the pandemic, um, this is not uh, unsafe to go participate, then I think the players will be all for it. I, I, I just think that they have to have that insurance, assurance like anyone else in business 
that it's safe to travel to places like China. So hopefully two years from now, uh, this will all be behind us because IA, for one, you know, and I've said this many times, um, one of the greatest thrills I had was 98 competing in Nagano uh, in the Olympic Games. So I think all the players to a man feel that way, whether you're Swedish or Finn or or Canadian or American. Um, Hopefully, they can have that assurance that, listen, this is going to be fine, you're safe, and it's going to be great for hockey. And that's probably the, the one thing that they just want to hear. And and you as an owner now, as a in management, you were, you were with that hat on, you were concerned about an injury. Uh, if they participated in the Olympics, a player getting injured for the Edmonton Oilers, like Connor McDavid going over and getting injured would be, would be a, a bad thing for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so are you, from an owner's point of view and executive management point of view now, are you sort of more dialed into that now than you were prior to this virus? Listen, I, I think injuries, unfortunately, are always a part of professional sports. Uh, I didn't, I only played in the 98 Olympics, but I participated in 81, 84, 87, 91 Canada Cups. I played in the world championships in Finland. Um, Injuries is part of being a professional athlete, and you can't worry about it. And, yeah, are we concerned if Connor McDavid goes and plays for Team Canada and unfortunately gets hurt and can't play for six weeks? Yeah, every team has that concern. But on the other sense of it is, why would you want to take that opportunity away from one of the elite players in the world and one of the great Canadian players to participate in the games that's going to only help our country and help the game grow. Um, and so you can't you can't really worry about that. That's just part of it. Um, I'd be I'd be more concerned if he didn't want to play rather than if he went over there and got injured. <laughs> sure. Uh, last question for you, Wayne. Um, I first met you in 1990 back in L.A. Uh, you've been uh, an L.A. resident ever since. You're currently in L.A. Your family's in L.A. Um, mm-hmm. California has been badly affected by by the, the current situation. And um, I know, um, uh, you know, you're you're you know, you're 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 there. You're, you're a resident. Uh, it's your home. How, how are you and your family uh dealing with this um are you in isolation do you do you are all you together how how tell me about your little your family as much as you'd like to tell us yeah well my daughter and dustin and their two boys are in florida and they're sort of uh, like everyone else bunkered down to to a certain extent you know there's really no socializing or anything that's really open um my oldest son just got married and him and his wife are at her folks' house in Telluride, bunker down. Um, my son is in Phoenix, uh, same thing, sort of under house arrest. <laughs> and I have typically, like everyone else, I have a 19 and 17-year-old that are at home and pretty much bunkered down. They don't really leave the house unless they want to go pick up some food or go to the grocery store. Um, really, the socializing for them has come to a complete halt. Um, but it's like every other parent, it's tough to 
you know, for kids to understand exactly what's going on. This is a hard, hard thing for people to sort of take in. Um, and our family is no different than any other family out there. But <clears throat> unfortunately, I think the realization really hit home yesterday for our family because, you know, a lot of the coverage has been, you know, that most of the unfortunate deaths in this has been to older people. Um, so you, you're naturally young kids think they're a little bit invincible. And yesterday, unfortunately, we had an 18-year-old who died in Lancaster and kind of hit home to everybody that nobody's invincible to this and we don't know where it ends. And so like everyone else, we're trying to follow the guidelines that the medical people put out each and every day and follow what the governor is saying and what the mayor of LA is saying that everyone is just trying to do their part. The, you know, the greatest thing about being on a hockey team is the success of a team is because of the unselfishness of each and every player. And that's where we're at as a society right now. We have to be so unselfish in the sense that we have to kind of abide by what's going on and follow and listen to the understanding that this is going to benefit our country and for the health and safety of everyone. We need to all follow these guidelines. And so I'm, my community is a smaller community, Westlake, and to, to a person, pretty much everyone is trying to follow those guidelines. And uh, it's tough for everyone right now. Nobody has it easy. It's a tough situation. I have a lot of friends that have small businesses and employ a lot of people, and it's not fun for them right now. It's a tough time for the entire world. Well, I have do I do have one last question about uh, mm -hmm. your dad, Walter Gretzky. Uh, you know, Walt, uh, he's famous around the uh, fact, my factory in Hespler. He comes over for sticks, or he's, for many years he would just walk in the front door in Hespler, Ontario, and um, just walk through the factory, and, and everybody knows yeah. him there, and uh, they love him there, and they still talk about him. How's he doing? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> Janet and I are like every other um, family. You know, Janet's mom is close to 99 should be 99 years old this august and lives in st louis and we worry for her health and safety because you know she's older but she's extremely sharp and healthy so she's a big concern obviously like every other family and of course my dad he's at home um he's on lockdown and my sister's kind of guarding the fort um as people who don't know you know it's kind of a tourist stop and my dad lets anybody and everybody through the house and people over the last few weeks have been kind enough to sort of stop and not do that. So he's kind of isolated and obviously with his uh, health issues and his Parkinson's battle, uh, he's a major concern. So we're no different than any other family that's out there right now. We worry for our elderly and uh, all you can do is, like I said, and I can't emphasize it enough, really pay attention to what the medical people are advising and try to stick to that guidelines as best we can. And hopefully we all get through this and there's a light at the end of the tunnel and people are smiling again and sports is back on and people can enjoy life again. 